Hi dear, this is Anna Jadi with dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series, the post-resurrection. Again, remember that we are waiting on the promise of our Master Jesus. You know he promised us that the Spirit will come and he will lead us into all truths, teach us what we need to know. And I know you have been waiting. You have been looking for answers for all the many questions that perfect you. And by God, even as we wait on God this season, we will find the answer in Jesus' name. Today, let's take a look at Gideon's life. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of God. And for seven years, he gave them to the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of the Midianites was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. Neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swamps of locusts. It was impossible to count them on their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian was so impoverished, the Israelites... Then so impoverished the Israelite that he cried out to the Lord for help. That's an account from Judges chapter 6 verses 1 to 6. The Israelites were God's chosen people. I know you, you are born again. You are God's child. You have God's covenant, just like the Israelites had God's covenant. Their rules of engagement were simple. Obey God. Keep his commands. Don't serve foreign gods. And they and their land will be fine. If they did otherwise, they will be handed over to the mercy of their enemies. The nation will face the judgment of God until they repented of their sins and returned. And in Judges chapter 6, we learn that the people had gone off again and were having to face the wrath of God. The Midianites, the neighboring countries were God's weapon of choice. They were ruthless, demanding, oppressive. They were wicked. The past seven years were hard on God's people. Life became so bad. They lived in hiding, made their dwelling in caves, strongholds, and dens. Whatever they owned, their oppressors plundered. Life and living became unbearably, unbearably hard. Bible says in Proverbs 13, 15b, But the way of the transgressor is hard. But when the Israelites cried out to God because of the Midians, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites, in whose lands you live. But you have not listened to me. Judges chapter 6, 7-10 to Oh, the people cried, and God heard. No matter how far out we have gone or how deeply entrenched we may be in sin, when we collect ourselves and cry out to God, God hears us, He answers us, and He sends deliverance. The truth is, it is not in God's interest to leave you in the hands of your enemies, because then the enemy would have occasion to gloat and think he has some power. God sent a prophet to the children of Israel who reminded them of how they got to their present state. 
why there was a need to suffer the consequences. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, they humble themselves and pray, if they seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. That's taken from Second Chronicles 7.14. Anytime God's people choose to go their way, there will be pain. There will be injustice. There will be wickedness. There will be all kinds. You just open the door for all kinds of evil. An evil is rooted in sin. It is the consequence of sin. It is like what we have in our world today, especially in my country, Nigeria, where wickedness is being touted as if that is the right thing to do. People are being killed as if the, the, people, the people killing them created their lives. It's just so evil. There's so much darkness, so much fear, so much wickedness in the land. But by God, because we are crying to God, we know that there will be deliverance. And we are sure because God delivered the children of Israel, so we know he will deliver us. Gideon, son of Joash and Abiezerite, was in his land threshing wheat in a wine press. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abiezerite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. God forbid that we in this country will continue to hide from the from our enemies. We will chase them. We won't need to hide from them. Anyway, in Judges chapter 6 verses 11 to 12, the angel appeared to, to Gideon. When a people or an individual is under judgment, many things become hard. Many things become inconvenient. Oh, even the people who are God's people, they feel the burden. God lightens it, but they see it. They lift their hardship. The people's travail was heavy. Gideon felt it very inadequate, inadequate because the troubles in the land were many. And what could he? One man, one solitary man, just like you are thinking. I'm just one person. What can I do? But there's a lot you can do. You can pray and you can act. Gideon was from the backwoods of nowhere. How could he? What can he do? That's what he thought. God knowing that he had a heart of a deliverer. He didn't feel adequate, but he had a heart. He was compassionate. He saw the sins. He saw the burdens that his people bore. Gideon knew their history, understood that God was awesome in the lives of his people, and knew that for them to be going through such hard times could only mean one thing. God had turned his back on them. He knew it was not a God problem. It was a sin issue. The angel startled him and called him mighty, despite his low esteem. In other words, just like Gideon, hmm, you may think there's nothing to you, but you have enough embedded inside you to get the job done. You have enough. What matters is how God chooses to define us, not how we see ourselves or how another man describes us. When we empty ourselves, my dear, empty yourself. You make room for God to fill us and then pour out his word, pour us out to the world. The angel said to Gideon, you're a mighty man. Gideon never thought of himself as mighty. In actual fact, he thought of himself as a wimp. 
he gets reassured, finds, gets confirmation. In the end, God gives him a winning strategy and the enemy is defeated. My dear, as you wait on God, as you pray to him, as you cry to him, as you deal with sin and everything it brought with it, as you embrace God and desire change, change will come in your lifetime. One of the prayers that I pray is that in my lifetime I will see this change. We must continue to ensure that our world is not engulfed in sin. We must take our stand for God and we would pray, continue to pray for change to occur in our time. My dear, as you go through today, I want you to not be part of the problem, not create more problems, but be part of the solution and know that God will punish sin in and outside of church. God bless you. Have a good day.